Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. We were having Friday night meetings and we had started going through the book of Genesis and talking about how the world was created and the fall and how sin came into the world. And because our language skills are still very elementary, a lot of this we would either have a translator help with or uh, try to say it as best we could in our faulty uh, elementary language. Well, we didn't feel like it had really gotten across well, so we thought, well, we'll repeat it again next week, and we'll use felts, and the pictures will make it easier to understand. So the following week, we pulled out the felts, and we had a felt of Jesus and a felt of the snake. in the tree in the Garden of Eden. And we went through the different days of creation. And that young man, he looked at the felt of Jesus and he said, who is that? Is that Jesus? Is Jesus God? Do you believe Jesus is God? And we hadn't thought about this ahead of time, that that was going to bring up this question. But we prayed about it and we said, yes, we do believe that Jesus is God. Hi, my name is Adam Clay, and my wife, Ruby, and I work in southeastern Asia with the Great River people. We have been working there for the past three years, and uh, we're currently back on furlough. Welcome to Frontier Missions Journal. AFM missionaries generally take a furlough visit back to the States about once every three years. So it truly is a privilege to have you and your family join us in the studio. Adam, could you tell us a little bit about your journey to missions? What made you decide to go? And what confirmation did you and your family receive that missions was your call? Well, God led us in several different ways. Um, initially, my daughter was writing to one of the children of another AFM missionary and we went to visit them when they came back on furlough so that our two daughters could meet. And um, at that point, they kind of introduced us a little more to AFM and exactly how it worked and kind of encouraged us to check it out. So that was kind of the beginning. Then uh, later on, after we'd gone through a lot of the interview process, we came to AFM for orientation and we had decided to go ahead and work with AFM. They had chosen to work with us. 
but we still didn't know exactly where we were going. And so my wife especially wanted to know for sure where she was going and that that's exactly where God wanted her to go because she knew when things got rough that it would be good to know that he had led us exactly to that spot. So the story is basically that um, she got up one morning on Monday and she saw a picture of another AFM missionary working with the Great River people. And she heard God's voice saying, that's where you need to be. And uh, not necessarily an audible voice, but she heard it. And yet she wanted to make sure that that was really God's voice and not her imagination. So she asked God, she said, can you tell my husband, which would be me, and the committee who is deciding where we're supposed to go. And uh, the next day, I was looking through the different calls, and um, one of the pictures kind of stuck out at me because the lady missionary in the picture had the same skirt that my wife did. And so I started looking at it, and I said, hey, that looks like a good place for us to go. Except for the call was for medical people and we were mostly trained in education so I asked the people at AFM I said how much flexibility is there in these different calls and they said well there can be a lot because uh, it just depends on how God is leading the missionaries there and the ones who are called to go there then the next day which was Wednesday my wife and I were looking at some videos of previous missionaries while the committee met and uh, up to that point we talked mostly about calls to Africa and then they called us in and they said uh, we have three choices and our first choice is for you to go and work with the Great River people in southeastern Asia and so Ruby looked at me and she said that's it that's the place and so you could feel kind of um, tingling going down your spine as you realize that God had led all of us at different points in time to the same conclusion. The Great River people are Muslim with the influence of animism and a bit of Hinduism mixed in perhaps a touch of Buddhism as well. What else can you tell us about this people group from Southeast Asia? All right. The Great River people are, they're not native to the land that they're in. There's about 500,000 of them. They are subsistence farmers and in general very poor. They live along the Great River and, uh, very, very happy people. Adam, in your story, you were pleasantly surprised to see one individual ask, Is Jesus God? I'm sure that's one of the questions missionaries love to hear and answer. Please continue with this fascinating story. This is about one young man who came up onto our porch. This story I like to call Entering Jesus. Uh, there was a point at which we were feeling kind of down. You know how you have spiritual ups and downs in your life? Well, missionaries are not immune to that. 
and and we had that kind of down period and we decided together as a family that we would pray for specific people and so we prayed for several specific people in our village and around that we knew and had contact with and we also prayed that God would send us somebody who was not just interested in medical help but also interested in knowing Jesus and getting to learn about him. And it was the very next day a young man about 19 years old came up on our porch and he said, uh, which basically means I want to enter Jesus. That is, in a sense, that is very intimate in the fact that he wanted to know who Jesus was. As time went on, he came to our house several times a week. Often he would stay for three or four hours. He would practice his English with us. And we would just kind of go on with our daily life. If I was laying bricks, he would help me lay bricks and we would talk about whatever was happening. And so we just kind of had different discussions and as I was teaching him different words in English and helping him with his vocabulary, sometimes even his classwork, whether it be math or chemistry. And uh, as time went on, we started some meetings on Friday night specifically for the Great River people, and we invited him to come and spend some time with us. And so each Friday night we had a very simple um, itinerary. Basically, we would sing some songs at the beginning and have a prayer, and then we would go into a Bible study. We would pick different stories. One night we did the story of... Jesus feeding the 5,000 with the five loaves and two fishes. And this young man, he listened to the story because the process that we used is we would read through it. Actually, we'd have him read through it in the language of the land first, and then we would read through it in English and then have him read it again. And uh, then we would talk about it and ask questions. And he asked us a question. He said, how did Jesus multiply the fish and the bread? And this was very important to him. So we, we talked about that for a little while, and finally he understood that. Another time, we were having Friday night meetings, and we had started going through the book of Genesis and talking about how the world was created and the fall and how sin came into the world and because our language skills are still very elementary a lot of this we would either have a translator help with or uh, try to say it as best we could in our faulty uh, elementary language well we didn't feel like it had really gotten across well, so we thought, well, we'll repeat it again next week, and we'll use felts, and the pictures will make it easier to understand. So the following week, we pulled out the felts, and we had a felt of Jesus and a felt of the snake, 
and the tree in the Garden of Eden. And we went through the different days of creation. And that young man, he looked at the felt of Jesus and he said, Who is that? Is that Jesus? Is Jesus God? Do you believe Jesus is God? And we hadn't thought about this ahead of time, that that was going to bring up this question. But we prayed about it and we said, yes, we do believe that Jesus is God. And he said, well, how is he there? He wasn't born until several thousand years later. And so we took him to the book of John and opened up to John chapter 1 and had him read through there. And... Little by little, through prayer and reading of the scripture and some explanations of one of the young student missionaries that was with us that had done some study into Islam and knew about Muhammad and when he had gone to Mecca and what happened before and what happened after. And through the power of the Holy Spirit uh, working on his heart, at the end of that hour, he said, I understand. So he understood God the Father, and Jesus the Son. Within the last couple of weeks, we've heard from our teammates there in Southeastern Asia that he has not only said that he understands, but that he believes in Jesus. And so this is very exciting to us. Please keep him in your prayers. The young man we call Timothy, because we believe that God has a special place for him and for his life. He wants to be a doctor, actually, and to work there with his own people. To support the Clays and their mission project, point your browser to afmonline.org and click on the Missionaries tab. You will find the Clays on the list. That's afmonline.org.